As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. If you'd like an ad-free start to your Studio DNA podcast, you can support Sif Pop at patreon.com slash studio DNA. And thank you. Sift Pop podcast is recorded in front of a live internet audience. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that only has a chance at one award this year, best evolving facial hair, it's Sif This podcast has gone through many facial of yes. uh, ed- idi- it's been all iterations. Over, all over the place this year. Yeah. Welcome to Sif Pop, streaming live on Spreaker every Friday afternoon or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks! Patrons get those perks! <laughs> I'm Aaron Dicer from YourMovieFriend.com. Each week, joined by Mr. Andrew Ormsby. Flahoy! Flahoy? Flahoy. <laughs> Flahoy today. Yeah. I like it. Uh, we love to chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. And this week, what's on our minds, it's the 2017 Sif Pop Movie Awards! That's that was nice. We added our own sound effects. It's a lot of yeah. fun. Uh, I'm pumped for this one. We're going to talk about uh, all the things having to do with movies in 2017. We have eight categories, including the final one, the official Sif Pop one. Yeah, I think, yeah, you could call it eight uh, in that way. We will go from, I- I'll tell you what, I'll go ahead and do the rundown so you kind of know where we're going this episode. Make it happen, Captain. Uh, we're going to go start off with the biggest surprise of the year. So the movie that we weren't expecting much of that really surprised us. Uh, we're going to do biggest letdown, a movie that we were hoping for good things from, but you know didn't didn't deliver. Uh, then we'll talk about overrated movies, movies we can't believe everybody else loves, yeah. uh, and then underrated movies, movies we can't believe everybody else hates, uh, yeah. and that kind of thing. Then we're going to talk about best movie moment. Then we're going to do best performances, which I'll go ahead and say it here and I'll say it again then. We just do overall performances. We don't separate gender. We mm-hmm. don't separate supporting, leading, just the best performances of the year. Yep. So we'll talk about those and then we'll finish off with talking of our best movies of the year. And then finally, the official Sif Pop movie of 2017. Uh, and that is judged by all the different gurus. 
uh, who have been on the show this year. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that then. So there's a math formula that goes into that uh, for our official movie of the year. But it's going to be a blast. We're going to have a good time. Of course we are. We always have a good time here. How are you doing, man? Doing well. Did dude. you feel like you like caught up on a bunch of movies this week? I mean, like I was jamming on movies like a couple weeks ago before I was prepping for my noms. But I just wondered how like your week's been, like if you've been like um, binging. Yeah, I have been binging, but unfortunately, there are movies that didn't quite crack higher on the list, so they're not going to get mentioned. And movies that I really wanted to see that did have the potential of making the list, I, I didn't have a chance to see. So movies like uh, Disaster Artist or The Shape of Water, you know, I didn't get okay. a chance to see. And, you know, the movies that everybody's praising, you know, as being really good. Or I, Tonya, I didn't get a chance to see. Okay, yeah, Stuff yeah. like that. I'm like, man, so I hope that people, you know, can take into account, even for you, we... It's difficult to see everything. Right. So that's what I really want to get out there up front that... It's not that we didn't like the movies. That It's the movies we have well, seen. Well, it, it may be that we didn't like them. <laughs> yeah. I can't guarantee that we like the same thing as you, but there's a high possibility uh, that you know it, it might be a movie that we haven't seen. For me, I really feel like I saw everything I wanted to except for yeah. one movie. There's only one movie I didn't get a chance to see that I really feel like I need to see before I do my official year-end list. So mm-hmm. I should also say this. My top movies that I will give to you now isn't technically my official 2017 list. It's probably very, very close. Ditto. Um, but I will make that official list in January once I've seen. My, the only movie I haven't seen is Phantom Thread. Uh, oh, well, Daniel yeah, nobody's seen it. So, well, some people have. I mean, it's playing in like New York and L.A., and I know they did a couple critic screenings. Uh, I just didn't have a chance to get to one. Of course, they're never nearby me anyway. Yeah. Um, so that's the only movie I feel like could have a chance at cracking the list. Yeah. Um, so, but for you, Shape of Water. Yeah, Disaster Artist. Any others you want to mention that you didn't get a chance to see? I saw three-fourths of Coco. <laughs> <laughs> what I saw was great. The first three-fourths? I saw the first, no, I saw the second three. No, no, <laughs> yes. no, no, I saw the first three-fourths, and then, you know, things came up, and uh, just I wasn't able to finish it, but I will say well, what I saw is very promising that oh you're gonna I, love the I, end I of that movie i didn't want to put it on a list you know see, that's cheating you know sure but i do want to say that even though i haven't finished the movie i am loving it oh good the the coloring the vibrancy you know the passion that you feel and just that immersion into that culture is fascinating and very well done i'm excited for you to see the rest of it yeah uh, to kind of kind of complete that experience but uh but yeah, Coco may come up yeah. at times uh, during <laughs> I'm this, sure, I'm this sure conversation. I'm sure I will. Uh, all right, well, let's get into it. We've got a lot of stuff to do, so we're just going to kind of run through this. Um, if you're listening live, feel free to give your picks in the live chat. We'd love to see those. We may make reference to those. Uh, I tweeted out last night uh, all our categories and was really excited to see all the response. People just tweeted back with their choices for the category, some really interesting stuff. Uh, I think like 50 people retweeted responses, so yeah. thanks for doing that. That's, uh, that's a lot of fun. Uh, all right, let's kick it off. We're going to start off with the biggest surprise of the year. Now, did I tell you three in each category or five in each category? You told me three in each category except for performances and movies, and those were top ten. All right. Um, I Here's how I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm going to do, uh, here are my nominations, and I'm going to give a list of movies usually around five. Okay. And then I'm going to say, here's my winner. 
Uh, and I can do top three if we want to go that that route. Okay. But that's just kind of how I was thinking of it in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to do like, um, you know, your your nominations and then your best one. Okay. And we'll just kind of talk about it like that. I think that'll probably work out okay. the best. Um, so I'll go first. Uh, yeah. Biggest surprise movies for me. Uh, my nominations are Murder on the Orient Express. Was not expecting a ton from that, but had a really good time with it. Sure. Gifted, another big surprise for me. Yeah. Uh, with, um, I almost said uh, Chris, Chris Pine, Chris but it's Evans. Chris Evans. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the Chris's. Uh, Chris, <laughs> Chris Evans playing something other than Captain America, which yeah. uh, is exciting to see. I thought Very he did a great job. Very good movie. Yeah, it's a really Very good, good film. Movie. I feel the same about uh, one of my other big surprises, which is Wonder. Um, which is yeah. Julia Roberts, and uh, the kid's name is ex- escaping me right now, but he's so good in this. Isn't and he the same kid? Jacob Tremblay. Tremblay, yeah. He was was Room. he in Room? Yeah. yeah, another great performance. Yeah. Uh, so that was a nice surprise for me. Uh, Only the Brave was a big surprise for me too. I wasn't expecting a ton out of that, but but had a good time with that. Uh, but my winner, mm-hmm. overall biggest surprise of 2017. Get Out. I was not expecting to love Get Out, and I really thought it was great. So you're not a trailer guy. That's true. So going that actually plays into it quite a bit, right? It really does because you know that's what trailers are supposed to do. They're supposed to give you an impression of what to expect from a movie. So that's why my uh, list might be a little bit different because watching the trailer for Get Out, I thought it was going to be one of you already knew it was going to be amazing. I knew it was going to be phenomenal. Really did. So here. are my nominations. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Wonder Woman. Not because I didn't think it looked amazing. It's just I had coming in with all the baggage that DC had going into this. You know, DC just... They weren't no, good. I think that's a great choice. It's it's hard to look at a DC movie before Wonder, you know, Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman and go, they're going to make a great movie. Yeah, um, and uh, it's not that I didn't want it to be good. Of course, I want these movies to be good, but that doesn't mean I can't be surprised by how good they are. And Wonder Woman really surprised me as being one of the best superhero movies of the year. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and just like you, Murder on the Orient Express. I thought, you know, it's going to be an okay movie. It's a really good movie. Yeah. The performances are great. Every single character is so diverse, yet they all can work with each other very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, really good. But for me, the number one surprise of the year was Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. That's a great choice. That should have been on my list. Uh, what a what a great surprise. I want, I went into this movie expecting to hate it, and I left really liking it a yeah. lot because... You know me, I I was a fan of the original, and watching those trailers, I'm like, this is going to be just the worst. <laughs> but I really had a lot of fun with Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. Just from a, uh, and this isn't the list of these movies are better than one another. This is how surprised I was by how much I liked uh, compared to what I went yeah, into. Yeah, that's it. exactly what it's for. Yeah, yep. so... Yeah, no, that's a that's a great choice. In the live chat, uh, All the Money in the World got a mention, um, mm. which I just got a chance to see my review for that. I'll actually be up later today. Um, I it's I, I really enjoyed it, and yeah. I, I do, but I think I was expecting to enjoy it. Um, yeah. So that, that wasn't a huge surprise for me. Um, so yeah, so good choices. Yeah, I think the only reason besides, you know, the story is fascinating um, that I want to see that movie is just to see how how well Chris Plummer fits into that role 
on like what was it a week notice of having to replace to reshoot Kevin Spacey's stuff. They reshot all of Kevin Spacey's stuff, which by the way, that part is a big part of the movie. Yeah. Uh, they reshot all of it in nine days. That's amazing. Isn't that incredible? That's amazing. Yeah, that kind of blew my mind. So, yeah, nine days it took them to yeah. reshoot that stuff. So, all right, you ready to move on? Yep. All right, let's move on to uh, our let biggest. Downs. Yeah, our biggest letdown of the year. Something A movie we were expecting a lot of, uh, but did not live up to it. I'll let you do your nominations first. Sure. So these... why don't you give me why don't you give me all of your nominations okay. and then let me guess which one is your biggest letdown? I like that. Okay, so here are my three nominations. Are okay. You ready? Yep. In no particular order, obviously. All right, I'm gonna try to do mine in alphabetical order. Okay. But go ahead. A cure for wellness. Okay. The circle. Okay. Ghost in the shell. All right. So Wow, those are all big letdowns. <laughs> yes, they're very, very big letdowns. Um, I'm sorry. I'm surprised Dark Tower isn't in there. Well, uh, uh, kind of because it was my most anticipated movie just because it was that. But you weren't but expecting a lot from it. Watching the trailers, and I'm like, oh, this is it's not going to be good. But I still, you know, being the huge fan that I am, I couldn't put it because I didn't expect it to be good. Okay, no, that makes sense. All right, so a Cure for Wellness. Yes, The Circle. Uh, the Circle. And... Ghost in the Shell. Those are all very disappointing movies. I would think The Circle... See, I didn't necessarily expect The Circle to be great. The trailers mm. made it look very intriguing. Yeah. So. so you were expecting more from that. I mean, I guess you've got Tom Hanks. Yeah, that cast is phenomenal. Right. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, Cure for Wellness, definitely uh awful movie. Hated that movie. Yeah. Um, And then what was the third again? Ghost in the Shell. Oh, Ghost in the... I bet that's your winner. I bet Ghost in the Shell is your biggest disappointment of the year. It is. Yeah. It was in my top three like predictions for being the best movie of the year. Uh, based on the trailers, the uh, the original, you know, uh, uh, animated, mm-hmm. uh, Japanese animated movie uh, that's so philosophical and makes you think about so many different things. And this turned into a really dumbed-down, semi-racist remake of a movie yeah and uh, very disappointing no totally the one saving grace of that movie is just how gorgeous it is but again there have been other gorgeous movies that were way better than that <laughs> i was so disappointed by ghost in the show no those are all great choices um it actually is one of my nominations as well okay uh, Ghost in the Shell was one of my nominations my other nominations are in alphabetical order i think okay uh baywatch Oh, yeah. Uh, downsizing, The Mummy, and Suburbicon. Okay, I am going to... You want me to guess? Yeah, talk it through. Like, okay, so let's go Suburbicon, that, uh, a Matt Damon movie. Mm-hmm. Um, written by the Coens. Written by the Coen brothers. There's a lot... Directed right, by George Clooney. Did not know that. Okay, so yeah, Suburbicon, it should have been really good. Haven't seen it, so okay. It's really bad. Uh, yeah, it's really bad. It's really bad. So let's. I mean, move. obviously, I think all these movies are pretty bad if if they let me down. So. Sure. Yeah. Um. Uh, next, I would go downsizing. That's Matt Damon and then uh, Baywatch. I know you really were excited to Baywatch because it looked like it was going to have a Twenty One Jump Street kind of vibe to it. Yeah, it looked like it was going to be really fun. Yeah. Um, it was so bad. What else did you have on your list? How do you, How do you lose with Zac Efron in The Rock? Like that should be yeah. like a home run. Yeah. Uh, the I, mummy. I, I will say that I liked Baywatch a little bit more than you did. I didn't like it. I thought it was it, it was fun for the time, but I'll never watch it again. Yeah. yeah. 
so you had the mummy. The mummy. See, I went into the mummy thinking it could be really good or it could be really bad. So I kind of had a notion in my head, this has the potential to be bad, but it also has the potential to be good. I just expect Tom Cruise to do well, even in bad movies. So, you know, like I expect to enjoy it. And it so was were you so let bad. down by the mummy or were you let down by Tom Cruise? Both. Okay. Both. I was expecting the movie to be good. And what else was there? Uh, I think you've mentioned all of them. Downsizing, we didn't talk a lot about. Did you see Downsizing? No, but I am actually going to pick that one as your most disappointed movie of the year. You got it right. Did I? Yeah, that's my most disappointing movie of the year. It I was so. It sounded so unique. I know. And it sounded like it was right up my alley, and for about thirty minutes of the movie, I felt like it was going to deliver, and yeah. I was having so much fun. And then Alexander Payne, man, I I don't know what it is about him. We're just not interested in the same things. Like it just man, that's he's, so disappointing. He's just, I really like him. Well, I I loved The Descendants. Yeah, that is the one Alexander Payne movie that I really enjoy. And I don't know if it's because the story seems more cohesive to me, if the characters seem like I'm more invested in them or something. But I I should say Sideways is is good as well. I, I do I do love Sideways. Yeah. Um. But when I look at like uh, Nebraska last year, I just was not interested in that story at all. Loved it. And uh, what you might like this, then it may just be a thing with you know the, the story that Payne wants to tell. It's just that I've heard that the begin the first part of this movie and the second part of this movie are two totally different movies, and that they just don't. It doesn't make it sense. It doesn't feel like it works. Okay, it just doesn't. You're feel... not the only person that said. Okay, that. good. You are one of many people who has said that. Yeah, it just feels like the second half of the movie. It just decides to go somewhere complete. It's like. I think I said this in my review, but it's like Alexander Payne and I are walking down this beautiful, amazing path and enjoying this journey together. And all of a sudden, he's like, hey, let's let's walk into the woods. I'm like, <laughs> but this path is so amazing. He's like, no, no, no. This is where I want to go. And it's like, well, you're the director. You're leading me. So Yeah, you're tied on to him and I'm by like, a string. I am not enjoying all these, you know, branches and weeds and thorns thorns so yeah it's just it, that's how the feeling you come was out to me. the other side with poison oak <laughs> that's right uh all right i'm gonna check it in the chat a little bit lots of good stuff going on there um guardians of the galaxy volume two was most disappointing for trey uh which i think is an interesting choice dunkirk the biggest letdown for jake mm. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, biggest letdown for Lauren. Knew that was going to be terrible. <laughs> yeah, so good choices, guys. Yeah. Uh, Henry says, I should have downsized my expectations before seeing downsizing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack, Jack asks about Election. I do also like Election. That's true. Um, that was his first, right? Alexander Payne's first movie? Haven't seen that one, actually. Really? Is that the one with... Uh, uh, what's his... Please, please, please. <laughs> who, who election? Yeah. Uh, election is... What's her name? Um... The name slips me right now, yeah, but I'll look see, it up because I've got Google right here. Um, 1999, so, man, almost 20 years ago. Blows my mind. Um, this is riveting podcast right here. Yes, it is. Matthew Broderick and Reese Witherspoon. I was thinking Matthew Broderick is yeah. who I was trying to uh, think yes. of. Um, all right, yeah, so now it's time for top three or top overrated films. Yeah, this is the this is the most dangerous category. Am I wrong about this? Because by definition, you are not liking movies that 
a it, lot of people like. Yeah. This is the this is the category where people may end up hating us. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what this is. It, this is us saying, literally, you're wrong. <laughs> Everybody's wrong. This is literally what we're saying right now. We are saying you Everybody's are wrong. wrong. This movie is bad. Yeah. All right. Do you want me to go first? I'll give you my noms. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got? Here are my nominations. <laughs> Some of these people are going to be so mad at me. Uh, the Florida Project. Oh, okay. Uh, Girls Trip. Okay. It comes at night. <laughs> the beguiled in the killing of a sacred deer. It's funny seeing some of your top overrated movies in some of my top <laughs> underrated movies. Nice, which is great. And I love a match. That. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice. Okay, so uh, I yeah, a lot of those I could see where you would come with like, oh, that was that was way people because well, some of those are very divisive. All of those are awards contenders. Uh, because I think of It Comes at Night. I, that's Except the one that, for maybe It Comes at Night. I haven't heard a ton of award yeah. stuff with that one. Well, that's the one that immediately I think of because that was a very uh, divisive uh, podcast for us because yeah. I really liked the movie and you were not a fan. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the few times other than uh, I think The Last Jedi where we came out and we're like, oh, really? That's how you Completely different it? experiences. Yeah, yeah. It was very interesting. Uh, but I wouldn't pick that as your number one overrated movie. Okay. Um, let's see what were uh, Florida Project you said yeah The Beguiled Girls okay. Trip The Florida Project and The Killing of a Sacred Deer uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer that's the one that has uh... anyway um... yeah it's well actually Nicole Kidman's in two of these Nicole, yeah. <laughs> she's in The Beguiled and The Killing of the Sacred Deer probably I would put my money on The Florida Project as the one you think is the, the most, most overrated because there is so much award uh, it certainly has the most awards buzz of any of the movies I listed. Yeah, especially I'm hearing Willem Dafoe is like a shoe-in for supporting actor, which he has to be phenomenal because I have people in my top 10 performances that are that would be in his category, and I'm mm-hmm. like, how could he be better than them? Man, I just saw a different movie than everybody else. I, I, don't, I don't think he is better than... I, I think he gives a great performance, but I yeah. just... I don't... It's very authentic... And yeah. that is that is the definition of a, of a really great performance. Yeah. Um, is it, it your? Is it your? No, it is not. Okay. Uh, and the reason for that is, even though you're right, it is the most uh, awards worthy of the movies I listed. Yeah. It's also not my least favorite of them. Like I really do. So it's one of those overrated where everybody else is going AA plus, and I'm going that's like a B. Okay. Yeah. Maybe a B minus. You know. So it's. I still think it's a good movie. I just don't see the the extreme love for it. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, who is, who's also with, uh, Nicole Kidman in both Killing of the Sacred Deer and The Beguiled? Uh, he was also in The Lobster, um, Colin Farrell? Yeah, Colin Farrell's in both, it's Colin Farrell and Nicole Kidman in both Killing of the Sacred Deer and The Beguiled. Yeah. So maybe it's that pairing. Is The Beguiled <laughs> the one that has, uh, him as like a, a soldier who's wounded or is that? Yes. One? Okay. Yeah. Did you see that one? No. Okay. I got, it, it's, it looked weird and an Kind of, uh, this. I hate using this terminology, but it looked a little too artsy yeah. for me with a horror twist on it. Yeah, yeah I, it's. It, I mean, it, that's exactly right. It's very artistic, and there's definitely an emotion and a feel to it. It just didn't engage me very well. Okay. Um, my number one most overrated movie of the year is The Killing of the Sacred Deer. Okay. Uh, I think that is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Wow. And I can't. I can't believe people enjoy it. Like, I just. I do not understand. 
the I, I, I it's one of the only movies this year I actually went on a little bit of a Twitter rant after I saw it. And I, I don't like, like I don't like focusing on the negative. Yeah, but there are just those moments that that was the movie where I was just like, somebody has to help me understand why this movie is good. It's so awful. In it's the your, same way, in the is same, it your least? Is your your last movie of the year like the worst movie of no, the year? Okay. No, 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 yeah. not at all. Um, there there are several below that, like Emoji Movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, is that your biggest letdown of the year? <laughs> no, I wasn't expecting much out of uh, Emoji Movie, and it's still disappointed. Um, but the TV correspondent to that feeling for me was Twin Peaks. Like I'm looking at everybody going, "Why do you love this show? It yeah. is so bad." <laughs> but you know. Uh, to each their own, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's my list. <laughs> uh, are you ready for me to tell you where you're wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Top three overrated movies in no particular order. We have Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Dunkirk. Nice. And Star Wars The Last Jedi. Um. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had forgotten that you didn't like Dunkirk. I thought it was... Oh, both the, you and I... Here's why I put Dunkirk on the list. Okay. Because this is about overrated. Yeah. It's not that I am saying these movies are bad. It's just that I am saying that the level people are holding these movies to, I don't agree with. Right. I, no, I totally get it. That's exactly right. So looking at Dunkirk, it's a good movie. Is it Christopher Nolan's best movie ever, as a lot of people are saying? Not at all. Well, I don't like Dunkirk as much as most people. Yeah, it seems like do, but I I still do really like it. Like I think yeah. it's a really good movie. Yeah, uh, but it's just so many people were saying that Dunkirk is Nolan's best movie ever, and it's probably the best war movie ever. I've seen so many people say that. I'm like, I don't see it. I don't see that movie. All three of those movies, yeah, will be in my top forty one of the year. Okay, yeah. That's. I mean, it's just, you well, know... Technically, I think they're all in my top 41, but I've only seen 50 movies, so... That's <laughs> true. So, yeah. Um, uh, Beauty and the Beast, I really did not like. Really And didn't. is it rated pretty well? You, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I think, think it's got like a 77 on Rotten Tomatoes, something like that. I don't know, but I remember whenever we did the... Uh, I mean, po- I loved it. I so. know. Uh, it was back whenever Danae was still on that podcast with us because, it, you know, it's Beauty and the Beast. It's her favorite movie of all time. And you and her both loved the movie, and I hated the movie. And it's just like I thought everything they did in the comic or in the comic in the cartoon version was way better. So therefore, it made this movie pointless. Yeah, no, totally, I get it. And then we all know how different our opinions on the Last Jedi are. Yeah, have you seen it a second time yet? Not yet. Man. I'm excited for you to see it a second time. I can't wait to hear your follow up thoughts. I'm not gonna lie, so am I. I'm really excited to see it a second time because so many people say that going into it with the with the knowledge of what it's going to be, you can appreciate it for what it is instead of what you wanted it to be. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. So I'm excited to see what kind of experience you have. Um, uh, in the chat, Lauren says, I don't think The Last Jedi belongs there, mostly because there is zero consensus on that movie so that it's not necessarily highly rated. Although the critic ratings are through the roof. Yeah, like it's 90, in the 90s, 93%, something like that. So yeah, um, that's probably fair. Do you have a guess which one is my number one most overrated movie of the year? Um, I think I'm going to go with Beauty and the Beast. It's a good choice, but I'm actually going to go with Dunkirk. Okay. I am going with Dunkirk. Again, not saying it's a bad movie. The others I'm saying are bad. Right. But it's just that the level people are holding Dunkirk to is so 
ridiculous, I believe, that it's it needs to be knocked down a peg. <laughs> That's why Andrew's here. He's yeah. going to knock Dunkirk down a peg. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's go to underrated. Mm, I'm excited about this. Yeah, champions of movies. You're gonna this, hear you're gonna yeah. hear some repeats in my nominations uh, on this one. Uh, <laughs> let's start with you this time. What are your nominations for most underrated? In no particular order, we have it comes at night, <laughs> <laughs> Wind River, okay, and Mother. Nice. Yeah, uh, it comes at night. Wind River in Mother. Uh, those are all good choices, except for it comes at night, which is so obviously <laughs> overrated. That's so funny that we can have the same movie. One of us thinks it's overrated, and one of us thinks it's underrated. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I think I may be in the wrong on that, by the way. Just so, just so now that I'm thinking about it more, I don't really remember how well-received It Comes at Night was. So mm. it, it may have been less well-received than than I remember it being. I just remember feeling like everybody else liked it, Yeah, and, and I didn't. I just um, loved it because there was no definition of truth in that movie. You had to make up your own mind on what right. the movie meant and what the truth for that plot was yeah which i love very frustrating um all right so i'm gonna go with um do you need me to say him again there's mother it was wind river and it comes at night i'm gonna go with wind river wind river is my uh most underrated movie it's a great choice i didn't have it in mind but i think i maybe should have and i i may be cheating on that one because it could be most underseen for me and that's why i just because I I'm I know that if a lot of people watched that movie that it would get such high praise because yeah. the performances are phenomenal the setting the tension that you feel between you know that the people on the reservation and just their yeah. that perspective they have and it's that setting it makes you cold when you watch that movie yeah you and, literally get cold watching it and Renner is so good in it he's really it's good. nice to see somebody give like Jeremy Renner like a performance performance it just seems like he's been you know uh filler in so many movies I know and we know he can do it we've seen the town and we've seen Hurt Locker we right, know yeah, he yeah. can give those type of performances and not taking anything away from Elizabeth Olsen she's she did great a great too. job yeah yeah, yeah. I really loved Wind River. No, that's a good choice. That's a really good choice. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, um, do you want to talk about any, any of the others? Like Mother? Actually, I've got Mother in my nominations, too, so we'll talk about that oh, here okay. in a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but we've talked about It Comes at Night already. Yeah, so. yeah. Here are my uh, underrated in alphabetical order nominations. Okay. Uh, Gifted, okay. which we talked about a little bit already. Um, Mother, Murder on the Orient Express, which we okay. talked about a little bit. Uh, Only the Brave and Split. Ooh! Oh man, I thought I had this one down, and then you threw split in there. <laughs> <sighs> so for you, going off what you think as far as underrated, mm-hmm. it is a tie for me. I'm gonna say definitively mother, but I think probably it's it could be split. But I'm gonna go with mother as your most underrated movie so mother's an interesting case because much like the last jedi uh the reaction fans yeah the reaction was very split even amongst critics the re the reaction was um was divided so uh i feel like uh, mother is a much better movie than its rating but no it's not the most underrated for me um and and it's also a movie i understand why people didn't like too you know you know the difference like sometimes you just like how isn't how are more people not liking this movie? And other times it's like eh, I get it. Uh, I thought that initially, like, how could people not get it? Because I was thinking 
you should know what you're getting into with a Darren Aronofsky movie. Then I realized there's a lot of people who are watching this just because Jennifer Lawrence is in it. Right. And they don't know who Darren Aronofsky is and how psychedelic and crazy his movies are. So for those people, yeah, I get it. So I, uh, and so if you're a, a movie fan and you know who Aronofsky is and you're still disappointed that you thought it was a little too out there. I'm like, apparently you've never seen an Aronofsky movie, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he, he makes some strange metaphorical, interesting stuff. Yeah. So not mother though, not mother. And it's also not split. Wow. Uh, and that I think has to do with, I don't think it's very, it's not extremely poorly rated. Yeah. Uh, you know, there are plenty of people like that. I think it landed somewhere in the seventies, maybe even eighties. You know, okay. I think a lot of people do like it, but I love it. So, you know, it's yeah. just it's underrated, but it's the gap isn't that huge. I think the biggest gap for me of those uh is Murder on the Orient Express. Really? I it is it is in like the forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I did not know that. You know what I'm saying? That is supremely underrated. It yeah. is such a good movie. It's one of my favorite movies of the year, and I don't understand Mine as well. what, what people aren't connecting to in it. And I did not know that it was that low rated because every person I've t- I don't check I don't never I rarely ever go on Rotten Tomatoes. Right, yeah, yeah. So I, I just go off word of mouth and every single person I talk to loves Murder on the Orient Express. So I had no idea that it was that low. That's very interesting. Yeah, so I, I think that's the biggest gap for me between what it seems like most critics are saying and, and kind of my own feelings. Um, only, now only, that I know that it's that low, that's totally well-deserved and it should be the most underrated movie. Um, same same thing with uh, Gifted and Only the Brave, as I said, with Split. They're both rated pretty well. I just think they're even better than you know people are saying. Yeah. So I still really want to see Only the Brave. It's really good. Yeah, it's it's one of the few movies in the kind of this is what we're talking about with, you know, underrated or biggest surprises. It's one of the handful of movies that I cannot believe aren't getting more awesome, like awards attention. Yeah. Um, Very underseen because I don't think it played anywhere around here when it, it did. It, it played, did. Yeah. Played for a couple weeks. Man, I missed it then because I kept looking. A lot for of people it. did. Yeah. It's just it, it's just, you know, there's just so many movies at the end of the year. I think it got lost. So that's sad. Um, so yeah, I felt the same way about uh, only the brave. So there you go, the most underrated films of 2017. All right, ready to move on to best movie moments. I'm excited about this. This one. is my. I think this is my favorite category. Yeah. I mean, I love talking the big categories. You know, best picture of the year, that kind of thing. But there's something about talking about when I was looking at other people's tweets yeah. about their choices. That was the first category I looked at on everyone. I was like, what's yeah. their favorite movie moments? So. I have an idea for this right here. Yeah. Um, I say before we talk about the specific moment, we should say what movie it's from first, just because I don't want to get into a spoilerish area. Well, I was just like, going to talk about that. If like, yeah. hey, we're going to say. It's from this movie, so just skip forward a little bit so you don't get ruined in case you haven't seen the movie. That's totally fine. Okay. I, I think that's fine. Um, I also think we're going to do our best not to sp- like to talk about those moments a little abstractly. Yeah. Can I give you, for instance? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So, for instance, and again, if, if you haven't seen it and want to skip ahead, that's fine. But I'm going to talk about The Last Jedi. Okay. So, for instance, I would say the hyperspace moment. I don't think that gives anything away. To say that because it doesn't tell you, you know, you know what I'm saying. So we can talk yeah. about it in a way that you know is a little bit abstract in yeah. case people, you know, um, are listening. People who have seen the movie will understand it, yeah. But people who haven't won't necessarily be spoiled. Does that make sense? I get it. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, all right, you want? I think it's my turn to go first. Right? You go first, my friend. Uh, that is definitely one of my nominations. Okay. Uh, I actually have a couple nominations from the Last Jedi. Okay. Uh, hyperspace moment. Um, I'll just call this moment Ray's hand. Uh, is another moment. That's a good. That's a good moment. Um, and the uh, I'll just call this the shoulder dust off. That was another one of my favorite moments. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so those are all nominated for me. I'm surprised the bombing isn't on your. It's a great scene. It's a great I, scene. But yeah, I've heard you praise that scene more than any other scene, so I'm surprised yeah. you didn't put that on there. But the other ones are great, by the way. Yeah. Um, so those are my uh, Last Jedi nominations. Okay. Uh, other movie moments I'm nominating, um, and I'll try to do this somewhat in alphabetical order, though the, it's a little bit hard. Uh, Coco. Okay. Uh, there's a moment in Coco where he sings a song uh, towards the end of the movie that I thought was one of my favorite mom- moments of the movie year. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming, the moment with, uh, Spider-Man in the car. Um, oh, I totally forgot about that. What, it's so tense. Yeah. It's such a great moment. Uh, one of my favorite times in the theater this year. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, there's an animated movie called Your Name. Yeah. The, that's the, uh, it's not Miyazaki, but it's a Japanese one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Freaky Friday quarter. Yes. Yeah. Kind of. Yes. There's a lot more to it than that. And I'll just call this the crossing paths moment. Okay. Uh, it nailed me. Like, just so much emotion. Um, so I had to include that one. Um, the coffee scene in Baby Driver, uh, getting coffee, was oh, one yeah. of my favorite moments of the year. Yeah. Uh, really enjoyed that. Um, I also have nominated, uh, I'm just going to call this the turning of the cross uh, moment uh, from Logan. Uh, so powerful moment there. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, No Man's Land in Wonder Woman. Yeah. And then I'll just call it the final reveal in Split. Those are my movie moments of the year. I do have five, actually, for this one. And you mentioned a couple of them. Oh, uh, that's good. That's yeah. good. Uh, so your number one movie moment of the year. I'm going to say The Song in Coco. That's a great choice. That probably would be my number two. Number two? Yeah. Is it a Last Jedi moment? No, it's not. Okay. Of the last Jedi moments, I think the hyperspace moment is probably my favorite. Really? Yeah. I figured you would have went with the bombing one. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. So I'm curious now. I. I. It's hard for me. You were there, man. It's hard. Oh for me. yeah. The first. The only time in the world I've ever heard you shout out in a movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I was just talking to the screen during that moment in Split. It, it's. It was the the most engaged I've ever been in a movie moment in the history of my movie going. So it's hard not to put it at number one. It was just like, it I absolutely I blew I my mind. I was there. Yeah. It blew um, my mind. Yeah. We weren't even sitting next to each other and I heard you, you're, you were in the back and I was up front <laughs> and I still heard you go, what? <laughs> I think I just kept saying, you did not you just did, do that. You did, not, you just did do- not just do that. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. my movie moment. What are your nominations? So, uh, one that I am so surprised you did not have on your list. Bring it on, man. It's from Logan Lucky. I'm going to call this the Game of Thrones moment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a great choice. Yeah. Definitely a great choice. Um, a movie, uh, Baby Driver, I'm going to call this just the beginning drive. The first okay. drive. Yep. Because good it, choice. it sets the tone yep. for that. I like it. The Turning of the Cross from Logan. Yep. Yep. Talked about that one. Uh, I'm going to go with No Man's Land and Wonder Woman. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, you said the other one, but I, I kind of 
I forgot to write it down. Uh, it was. Was it Spider Man? Was it? Because I know you no. were kind of surprised thinking about that one. Yeah, it, it was uh, the ending of Split. Yeah, that's okay. what it was. It was the okay. ending of Split. So, yep, those are my movie moments of the year. Uh, I'm going to go with the Logan moment for you. Man, that made me cry so yeah. much because it was so powerful. But it it wasn't it wasn't the moment. But it it's up there, man. It's like as soon as she turned that cross on its side, I immediately was like. This is gonna make me cry. This is gonna make me cry. It wasn't. The, it wasn't the moment before, you know. Right. Yeah. It yeah, was yeah. that moment and just how so powerful it was. Yeah. Yeah, man. But I am actually gonna go unless you want to guess again. No, no, no. Go for it. The first drive and baby baby driver. Yeah, that's because a good choice. The the chore the choreography, you know, not only with this the amazing stunt driving, but with the music. And how every click, click, you know, was Mm -hmm. a beat. And it was, it set me up for uh, something I did not expect. Yeah. I knew it was going to be an Edgar Wright movie, you know, and he's always making those kind of ridiculous movies. But he made that movie a musical with nobody singing, really. Yeah. And it's one of the most amazing and unique things I've ever seen. No, that's a great choice. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely down with that choice. Uh, Lots of other great moments this year. Uh, People mentioning the twist in Get Out. Um, People mentioning the finish of Get Out. I think both of those are great moments. Um, The Vegas walkthrough in um, in, uh, uh, Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. Uh, Another great moment. So, man. A lot of great. I think what you'll you'll find, especially as we start to get towards best picture, this has been a really good year in movies. I think looking back on this year, uh, people will recognize a, a lot of great stuff. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's not that you know, it's movies that are big movies, the big blockbusters. I think were very good this year, mm-hmm. and it's not like it was. It was only the small indie films that got the praise. I think that honestly. We're going to be looking at some of like these big, even Marvel movies and stuff like that. And I'm like, wow, that movie right there, it actually took it up a notch as far as like the quality of the movies. Yeah. So totally agree. Uh, before we head on to the big categories, I yes. uh, just, just want to take a second to uh, remind you that this podcast is on a listener supported podcast network. Uh, You may have heard uh, some ads at the beginning of the show, maybe some at the end. Uh, We'll play for you as well. Uh, If you support for three bucks a month or more at at patreon.com slash studio DNA, which is the name of the podcast network, Studio DNA, three bucks a month or more, you can have an ad-free version delivered right to you through your own dedicated podcast feed, uh, as well as bonus episodes like we had a pre-show before uh, we went uh, and recorded this episode that'll be there for you to listen to in that feed as well as all the other podcasts that are on the network and you choose what you want to listen to so if you want to check that out there's some other fun perks there as well it starts at three bucks a month uh, we really appreciate it it's how we're able to continue doing Sif pop and the other podcasts on this network it's patreon.com slash studio dna all right, on to the big ones. So for top performances, I know you have a top 10 and I have a top 10. Do you just want to go your 10, my 10, my 10, your 9, like go back yeah. and forth? Okay. For these big ones, we'll count them down. Instead of doing nominations and then picking one, we'll actually count these down. Okay. Uh, why don't you kick us off with performances? Number 10. Number 10, I'm going to go with Gal Gadot and Wonder Woman, man. <sighs> Great she choice. is so good. And it's, uh, we kind of got a glimpse of the potential in uh, BVS, you know, but whenever she had her own movie and she 
was able to show the full range and the full personality of that character. She did not hold back. And it was beautiful. It was phenomenal. She made me cry a few times. Like we said, that scene where she walks in no man's land. Yeah. I can't lie to you. I got teary eyed. I got emotional during that scene because it was just so powerful. Yeah. No, it's, it's absolutely great stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go at number 10 with Tom Hanks in the post. Um, oh yeah. Okay. Really enjoy that performance. Uh, it's another movie that I'm not hearing a ton about right now, but I think a lot of people haven't seen it yet. Yeah. But it is right up my alley. It's a great true story. Really interesting. Lots of fun. And, uh, I had, uh, Tom Hanks at number 10 cause I think he's great. And that as that character. Yeah. So as that real person. Number nine. Yep, I'm gonna go with Hugh Jackman in Logan. Another good choice. Yeah, uh, you know his farewell, you know, to that character, uh, saying, uh, "I'm gonna give all because this is the last time," and just here is everything that character will have to say. And he made Logan a character that you could pity mm-hmm. because he's always been, you know, the smart mouth, you know, uh, gritty, you know. Here is a man in pain and filled with torment emotionally and physically. And it's probably up there with one of the best Hugh Jackman performances he's ever given. Um, I I would agree with that. And he's a great actor. Yeah. Um, I haven't talked a lot about the, the greatest showman. Yeah. Um, but he is phenomenal in it. So is Michelle Williams, for that matter. And that is one of those movies, like, on the surface, it's an incredible film. There's just not a lot of depth to it. Yeah. And, uh, and so I didn't come away really liking it all that much. But it's certainly a fun watch, and part of that has to do with his performance. He's, a, he's really good. And there are few actors that are as leading man as him that have that kind of range. Like, usually yeah. the actors that have the range like that are more of those supporting roles, um, you know, those kind of things. And he's he's a leading man, and yet, man, to do both The Greatest Showman and that Logan part in the same year, that's yeah. that's quite a span. Yeah, that's that it takes a toll on you. Yeah, for sure. What do you uh, got, number nine? My number nine is Meryl Streep from The Post. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to list the Post actors from number 10 to number one. I want to say, uh, hearing you say that makes me really happy that you have it in your top 10 performances because... I feel I'm tired of seeing Meryl Streep nominated for things just because she's Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. So whenever you say that she is actually she's giving really good. a good performance in a movie, then I'm like, oh, finally, because I want her to get nominated for things she deserves. I, I And I think she does. I'm not sure if she'll get nominated or not, but it's one of my favorite Streep performances because I love it when there's there's a difference between doing what she does when she's like um, playing something you know with an interesting accent or strange and there's a whole other level to her that I admire her for when she's playing a normal person yeah. quote unquote normal person you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. where I'm like oh wow I just believe everything you say like she's just so good at embodying her characters and it's just it's really impressive work what was the movie that she did with Julia Roberts and Benedict Cumberbatch was it Kentucky uh, oh, I don't remember that. Uh, it was a movie that uh, somebody in the chat, if you wouldn't mind helping me out with that, it had uh, was Julia Roberts. a couple Roberts. years ago? It was like five or I six years ago. I can't remember the one you're talking about. Uh, it had Julia Roberts, Meryl Streep, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, a ginormous cast. 
Uh, I think it was called Kentucky. I could be I wrong. I definitely remember that. Uh, it's called August Osage County. August Osage County. Yeah. I'm nowhere near it. Yeah. It's because <laughs> it's you know what it was. It was because we were talking about Nebraska. Oh yeah. And yeah, I, yeah. I was thinking, oh, was it Kentucky? But yeah, <laughs> August Osage County. Yeah, that's the movie. And it was her performance in that. It was just down to earth and believable. It wasn't. Yeah. A, it wasn't a character. It was a person. Yep. So I'm glad to hear you say that. No, I really enjoyed it. So that's my that's my number nine. And I promise no more post actors. <laughs> <laughs> number eight for me. Yep. I'm going to go Bill Skarsgård and It. That's a good choice. I mean, everybody knows if you've seen the original It, then you know what in your head you expected this performance to be. And he took it in a totally unique way that made Pennywise a totally different type of terrifying. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it has to do with the makeup, but it's, he, he changes his voice and you talk like this. <laughs> you talk like this. It's just, it's so different. And, and the way he walks, the, the way physicality. He, yeah, yeah. It's, it's that's really what impressive. It is. And he can do the, the most demonic, horrific smile mm-hmm. ever. And yeah, I thought he was easily the best part of that movie. And he made, it for me because it is the reason the original it it was with a what was it tim curry Mm -hmm. is the reason why i was terrified of clowns and uh this movie just reinvigorated that fear of clowns yeah because so but i'm not saying i don't hate i love the movie it's so good and a lot of it has to do with him oh yeah no it's it's definitely great Yep. Uh, in at my number eight uh, from the post. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, actually, from The Shape of Water, I'm oh. going with Richard Jenkins. Oh, I didn't think you would go with him unless you have other people higher. <laughs> um, I, what's interesting is I actually have a couple supporting roles in my top ten performances of the year. Mm. And it's one of the reasons I love doing it this way is because I think it really gives you perspective on what it means to do a great performance. Uh, his performance is... A smaller part of that film, but I think it's the best performance in the movie. I think he's incredible the way, and you haven't seen it yet, have you? Have not. Really, really want to. I love Guillermo del Toro. He is so good the way he embodies this friend and this friendship to kind of the central story of what's going on. And it's a different kind of character than you're used to seeing, I think in a movie like this. So uh, I really enjoyed his performance. I I think he's a phenomenal actor and uh, I think it's about time he gets the credit he deserves. So, yeah, Richard Jenkins is is my number eight. That's uh, I'm really excited to see it. Yeah, he's great. Uh, number seven, I'm going with James McAvoy in Split. Great decision. You probably have this one a little higher. I don't want to, you know, make a guess no. or make you reveal anything. It's fine. Um, but just maybe the way, I do, maybe I don't. Yeah, the way he is able to fully embody so many different characters in one movie is nothing short of impressive. It's insane. Yeah, literally it's insane. (laughs) But it's not like he's like, I'm going to make this character and this character, you know, the focal point of believability. Every single character that he embodied in that movie was 100% believable. Wow. Yeah. It's such a great performance. Yeah. Well, I'll talk about it a little more later. (laughs) Okay, yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, my number seven, seven is Margot Robbie in I, Tonya. Ooh. Um, she is Tonya Harding, and it doesn't seem like a role that she would be perfect for. It doesn't seem like something she would be typecast for. Yeah. And yet I completely believe it, and she is just 
great in that movie. I think she makes the movie. Well, her and Allison Janney make yeah. the movie. Um, uh, so yeah, that's that's definitely in the top ten for me. That's number seven. Nice number six. Yep. I'm going to go with Andy Serkis and War for the Planet of the Apes. Good choice. Now, I don't care what people say whenever it comes to a performance capture. This performance, regardless of what you know they're able to do with the CGI and stuff like that, is, I, I want to say, perfect. You're not going to get an argument from me. It's He is so good. It's the voice and just the way he's able to literally bring life to those characters that he plays seeing caesar from uh dawn rise to war or rise to dawn to war i can't remember whatever that. it is yeah however wrongly it's titled exactly <laughs> um i believed the the journey of that character from beginning to end mm-hmm. and this it's the culmination of everything you need for a great performance, yeah. Regardless of it being CGI, um, I totally agree. Uh, Circus is phenomenal in that movie, yeah. Uh, and it's kind of interesting because I I really feel like I I've always said this. I don't know that I necessarily feel like he ever should have won the Oscar for Best Actor, but the fact that he's never been nominated kind of blows my my mind. Every every Apes movie, he should have been nominated. It was one of the best performances that year. Yeah. Uh, and I feel that that way this year as well. Uh, let's see. So 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. Yes. My six. number 6 is Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out. Okay. Um, nice. Some of the things he's asked to do are very difficult uh, because he's playing things on the surface and under the surface that are very nuanced and very interesting. Uh, the sunken place scenes in particular are yeah. just phenomenal work uh, from him. And also, you know, he's new. Like, I saw him in... Um, Black Mirror. Black Mirror, which, by the way, a new Black Mirror episodes just came out today. What? Yeah. Oh, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Six new episodes <laughs> waiting for you on Netflix. Six? Yeah. Whoa. So, uh, but anyway, so I saw him in Black Mirror. <laughs> Sorry. Didn't necessarily, I mean, he was great in Black Mirror, but I didn't know he had this in him. And yeah. it's just an incredible performance. So it is my number six. And it's my number five. So I'm just going to continue go. to talk about it. But you talked about the the sunken place. The first time he's going there, it does where he's sitting in the chair and he's just like gripping onto it and just tears are like streaming down his face mm-hmm. is like... It's award worthy. It, yeah, it really, really is. is. Yeah, and I, I totally agree. I don't know what uh, uh, Jordan Peele saw in him from that Black Mirror episode and said that this guy can do it, but whatever he saw, I need to have that power <laughs> because <laughs> power of observation. That power of observation because going from that to this, like, how did you do that? That's phenomenal. So, what's your number five? My number five is Holly Hunter from The Big Sick. Um, I really feel like she is the glue that made this movie work completely. Now, I love the other performances in it. I think Kamel is great. Yeah. Um, I think Ray Romano's really good in it, too. He's surprisingly good. Yeah. But Holly Hunter, man, her portrayal of that mom, the way she so subtly reveals her um, issues with her daughter at the same time as her love for her daughter is such a perfect view into the truth and, and authenticity of parenting and what it's like to be a parent possibly in that moment i've never been in a moment like that specifically um but yeah i really feel like her performance as subtle as it is and as you know as nuanced as it is is one of the best of the year i figured if you were going to pick a uh, performance on the movie it would have been kamales but i don't disagree that holly hunter was 
incredible. Camille's fine. He's great in that movie, but he's kind of just playing him. Well, he's literally playing himself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so there's the level of difficulty maybe is down a little bit for that. And again, it's a great performance. I'm not I'm not trying to diminish it, but I think Holly Hunter's is is the best of the movie. Uh, I, 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 all right. I totally I, I can see where you're coming from. I really can. So uh, four. Yep. Number four. Uh, this is where we're getting into some like real. There have been so many good performances this year, and we've Our already mentioned. have been very different, though. I've I've been, you know, we've got a couple yeah. that we chose the same, but uh, number four for me is going to be Francis McDormand and Three Billboards. It's a great choice. Wow. I mean, I don't really know what to say. It's like she made me speechless in that movie. The way she could make me cry and mm-hmm. laugh within like a three minute period. Sure. It's so powerful and believe. That's the thing. It doesn't matter if she's making me cry or or, or laugh. It's one hundred percent real and believable every single time. She is very believable in that movie. She's the best performance in the movie, in my opinion. Easily the best. Um, performance I in think movie. Uh, what's his name is getting a lot of. Uh, what do you, oh, uh, uh, you had to say that. What's his name? <laughs> do you remember that whenever we we were driving up to Kansas City once, and it's the same guy. It's uh, Sam Rockwell, by the Sam way. Sam Rockwell. I keep uh, wanting to say Sam Elliott, and I know that's wrong. I know who Sam Elliott Sam is. Sam Elliott is in Tombstone, <laughs> and if it would be very interesting if Sam Elliott so, played Sam Rockwell's character. I love Sam Rockwell. Yeah. I really do. I don't think he's giving as great a performance as, as a lot of people are saying in this movie. It's okay. It feels very one-note to me. Do you think in he's pushing ways. a little bit? I think so. I feel, yeah, a little bit. I feel it's a little too over the top. Yeah. But I think I, that, that w- could just be me. It could just be my perspective and how I went into the film. So. I actually, if I were to put somebody above uh, Sam Rockwell as far as performances in that movie, I'd either go with Woody Harrelson or of I, course, would, yeah. I would go with, uh, I forget his name, but he was the, the husband, the ex-husband. Okay. Uh, I for, uh, I should know his name because I met him a couple times. He's a really nice guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, what do you have at number four? Let me look up. Let me see uh, what that actor's. I like giving credit where credit is due because he did really good work uh, in that movie too. And I'm not the best with actor and actresses' names. I think this podcast proves that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can never remember, so I always like looking up when I get uh, get a chance to. Peter Dinklage was good in in that as well. Oh man, I totally forgot Peter Dinklage was in that Such movie. Such a great actor. Yeah. Uh, I'm not seeing who played the husband. Uh, oh, is it? It's John Hawks. John That's who Hawks. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I met him whenever he was doing Winter's Bone here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he got an Oscar nom for that movie, by the way. But man, he it was subtle, but it was really dark. His yeah. performance. There's some. There's some good. Lucas Hedges is good in the movie too. There's some good performances there. Yeah. Um. I didn't like that movie as much as most, but I still think it's a it's a great movie. Okay. Yeah. Um. My number four is Andy Serkis. Oh. We already talked about him a little bit. Yeah. Uh. But yeah. But just an incredible performance again. Like I mentioned, I don't know that his performance has ever been the best of the year for me, but it always feels like it should have been nominated. So yeah, totally agree. It's frust- frustrating that that it's not. Um, such great work. So that's my number four. What's your number three? Hey, we're at the top three now. Top yeah. three performances of the year. This is it. Adam Driver and Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Interesting. Yeah. As much that's as a I good did, choice. No, I I love that performance. <laughs> I mean, he potent. He has the potential. 
uh, after I can't this... believe the one of us that put an Adam Driver performance on here was you. That's amazing. I'm surprised you didn't have him in here. <laughs> well, you still could potentially. I could. Yeah, uh, but you probably don't. But I don't. Yeah, uh, it's because I think he has the potential to be the most remarkable performance, like as as a culmination of performances. You know, like. Uh, Mark Hamill is always going to be Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. for all these. I think his character is going to go down as one of the most well con- uh, constructed, developed, developed character yeah. ever. And it's just the way he's able to make that character real. Going from oh he's he's totally going to he's going to be the savior of the series too. He's going to be the greatest villain Star Wars has ever known. Yeah. It just and he embodies it, and it's so divisive. He's so tormented. He's so good. He's so so good. He's very good. That's a great choice. Uh, certainly among my best performances of the year, but just didn't make the top ten for me. So, right. but um, your top three uh, is starting off with whom? Uh, uh, it's starting with uh, Saoirse Ronan uh, from Lady Bird. Mm. Um, I I do not understand how God gifted someone with that level of talent at that age. Uh, <laughs> she every movie she's been in. She embodies a completely different character. Uh, I fell in love with her mostly uh, last year during Brooklyn. Brooklyn was uh, so good. So good. What's interesting about Brooklyn is I think it's the closest to her playing herself. Like I think she gets to kind of use her own accent and those kind of things. Here in Lady Bird, completely different character, playing an American teenager yeah. from California, and she nails it. It's I mean it is mind blowing. She is Lady Bird, and I just I. I cannot wait to see her career. I'm so excited for uh, for Saoirse Ronan and what she's going to do because, man, she's good. So that was my number three. Good call. Number two, I'm yeah. going to go with Sir Patrick Stewart and Logan. Nice. I like that you have a supporting uh, performance this high up. Man, this is uh, – it's weird because we've been in this X-Men universe for how many years now? Uh, like many for 14 15 years something like that more than that okay but he's been playing this character for so long yeah and in a single movie he is able to transform that character and still be that character into one of the most memorable and emotional characters i've ever seen and not just saying ever seen like in an x movie ever seen yeah like it's terrifying to see somebody go through that you know that alzheimer's you know and just the what this character we've seen as this powerful and strong person is now feeble and weak and it's just heartbreaking it's heartbreaking yeah i i think he should win and i haven't seen like um the florida project right so i haven't seen this um, Willem Dafoe performance, but right now, from performances I've seen, he should win supporting best actor. supporting actor in my mind. Like I don't know of any other performance that was that good this year. Yeah, no, it's a good choice. Yeah, uh, seventeen years. He first played Professor X in two thousand. Wow, I thought it was so. two thousand three. Wow, man. Yep, it's been a good ride. Yeah, but your number two. My number two is Gary Oldman, uh, from The Darkest Hour. Oh yeah, I should have uh, known. Uh, it is, I mean, he, the only reason he's at number two and not number one mm-hmm. is I think that performance relies so much on the incredible makeup job yeah. that they did on him. Now, I don't want to oversell that either because he is also giving an incredible delivery of that performance. It yeah. is phenomenal. That one-two punch is the best character on screen this year, I think. 
that portrayal of William Churchill. The bulldog. Yeah. But as far as singling out his performance uh, in that, I think it comes in at number two. But it is phenomenal. It's yeah. it's so good. It's so perfect. It's the it's the part I've wanted to see Gary Oldman do for so long because he's so great in a lot of these um, supporting roles. Mm-hmm. I, to carry a movie, I've wanted to see you know him carry a movie like that. Uh, I think he will win the Oscar. Um, I, he's that good. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. So that's my number two. Nice. He's never won an Oscar. Do you know that? No, I'm. I didn't. I think I was aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. But my number one performance of the year has cracked my top five performances by an actor or actress of all time. So I haven't made that list. That's an. Do you actually have that list? I have that list. Yeah. Wow. Nice. It's going to be Jennifer Lawrence and Mother. Wow. That performance is going to stick with me for a very long time. Interesting. What do you think it is about it? I mean, I think it's a great performance. I just would have never made it. I, I would have never put yeah. it on that transcendent level like it feels like you're you're doing. Because I know the movie is, you know, it's an homage to religion and stuff like that. It's a metaphor, like yeah, it's definitely a, very yeah, metaphoric. Very, yeah, but for me, that is because I've gone through a lot of emotional and traumatizing stuff this year, you know, mentally for me. If you are curious as to what it's been like for me this year, watch her and mother that's what literally that is on screen. So it feels very personal then. That on screen is what a panic attack is. That's what that movie is. That's what claustrophobia feels like. That's what a panic attack feels like. That's what uh just, you know, unwanted thoughts. Mm-hmm. That is what that mo- that movie and her performance literally is exactly like what uh can happen to you. Wow. So if you're like you're like, I just don't know what it, people are going through. Watch that movie. Watch what she does. That is it. That I, Now it makes complete sense because yeah. it's very personal for you. And yeah. a lot of times that's that's what's going on with these things. Yeah. Um, for my number one, uh, I went with James McAvoy. Uh, mm. There's just I, the level of difficulty, which is something you'll hear me talk about a lot when it comes to performances. Yeah. I just think it's the highest level of difficulty of the year, and I think he per- pulled it off almost flawlessly. Yeah, I, to play that many characters that specifically in that way, um, all with the edge of uh, you know a, a person who um, I don't want to be too spoilery, but a, a person who you know is is also dealing with his own um, physical issues, his own physical powers, so to speak, or whatever. Yeah, you know, there's just there's just so much subtle there and also over the top there that he has to balance uh i just it's it's an incredible performance i think he's one of the best actors working today and i think that movie proves it yeah um so yeah he's my number one performance of the year very good mr james mcavoy uh he was only one of few that we had overlapping we had james mcavoy was on both of our lists david kaluuya circus was on both of our lists and kaluuya was on both of our lists those were the only three and none of us were wrong. It was just such a great year for performances. I think that's what we're finding out is it's just a great year for movies. And yeah. I think uh, as we get into the best picture of the year, one thing that I really feel like this year, it's the strongest Faye 41 I've ever done. Uh, my number 41 this year is so much stronger than my number 41 usually. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's, I don't know that there's a lot of like movies that are going to crack my top 100 of all time. Yeah. But there's just so many really good to great movies this year. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's kind of what I've seen. I have one movie that cracked my top 100 movies of all time, but we'll get to that. Okay. Yeah. 
Because uh, you know what? It's that time. It is that time. For the top 10 movies of 2017. So here's what we're going to do. We'll go uh, number 10 to number 1. We'll alternate just as we've been doing. And yeah. then we'll talk about the official Sif Pop list. movie of the year and, and announce that. Are we doing just one official movie or are we doing a top I'll 10? I'll talk about the list. Okay. Uh, I'll just kind of talk about how the votes came in, okay. where the movie's ranked, and then we'll award the best movie of 2017. The official Sif Pop best movie of 2017. Okay. It's going to be very interesting. Why don't you kick us off? Number 10. Yeah. I, Tanya. Ah, nice. Uh, I, it's funny. It's dramatic. It's powerful. It's nuanced. Two incredible performances in it with Danny and Robbie. Uh, and in fact, there's more great performances in it than that. But those are both really great performances. Um, I think it's, yeah, I think it's a great movie. Definitely worth the top 10 mention. So put it in at number Fantastic. 10. Fantastic. What do you got? Number 10, Wonder Woman. Going into that movie with just little expectations and leaving, seeing one of the best superhero movies I've ever seen, it's there's no way I could not put it in my top ten. Number nine for me is only the Brave, cracking my top ten. Really want to see it. Uh, I really want to see it again because uh, I I'm starting to wonder if maybe I was you know a little bit too high on my own supply or something i don't know <laughs> uh it was it just seems like one of those movies that should have gotten more attention than it did but um but man did i love it so many great performances uh so many great moments such a great true story yeah miles teller's best performance i've ever seen him give what uh yeah yeah better th- than that in- better that than... includes whiplash what yeah okay yeah i was gonna say fantastic four but... <laughs> <laughs> But yes, even better than that. All right. That's my number nine. My number nine is It, because is you know what? It. What? It. <laughs> Who's on first? So, you know me. I'm not a horror guy. I don't like horror movies. Neither one of us are, really. Whenever I left this movie, I wanted to see it again. I had so much fun with this movie. Don't get me wrong. It was terrifying. And we've talked about this before. This, I think, I don't know why, but this is the thing I always think about It whenever it's brought up is that this movie is terrifying and it takes place during the day. Yeah. It's a daylight scare. It's a daylight scare and you never see that. Mm -hmm. You never see that. And they pulled it off and it worked. And like I said before, uh, Bill Skarsgård's performance is haunting. So good. No, I I have a lot of respect for that movie. I didn't like it as much as uh, a lot of people did. If I remember correctly, don't mean to cut you off, but I don't think you said you were a fan of the kid performance yeah I, right? I felt like the acting was a little bit over the top didn't fi- didn't read correct to me i think it worked for me because that's kind of how a stephen king yes story now goes. i agree with that i agree with that totally yeah I, I heard a lot of people comparing the performances and a lot of this has to do with one of the same actors to stranger things yeah and then i watched stranger things season two and i'm like no no no, no. it's different it's different these these kids feel real to me they feel authentic and i just yeah. i never felt that uh in it but yeah. no i i totally get the respect for that movie you're number eight uh, my number eight... Or did you say your number nine already? I did. Okay. Only only The Brave was number that's, nine. That's what it was, sorry. Uh, number eight is Baby Driver for me. Uh, nice. I had that in it. Number eight. Um, what a great non-singing musical, you know? <laughs> I just enjoyed it uh, from beginning to end. Lots of fun. Um, it, it's just... It's it's one of those movies that I can pop in and just really enjoy. Oh, so, yeah. Yep, Baby Driver. Number eight for me, I'm going with Logan Lucky. Just nice. because I'm such a fan of heist movies and that this is such a unique heist movie. And we talked earlier about Adam Driver giving a great performance in Star Wars. He gives a really good performance here, too. <laughs> yeah. And Daniel Craig is so funny. Seeing Daniel Craig try a character that is so not Bond 
is so good and he's hilarious. This, that's what I took away from this movie more than anything is how funny this movie is. Like I said earlier, the Game of Thrones scene is one of the funniest scenes I've it ever really seen. It really is. It really is. I will tell you this. I, I probably would have had Logan Lucky in my top 10 uh, after a first watch. Mm-hmm. After a second watch, uh, more of the issues stood out to me. Really? Um, I, I found myself not enjoying it quite as much on the second time. I feel like once it lost some of the surprise of that humor... Yeah. Then a lot of the movie was lost uh, to me. Um, having said that, I still loved it. It will still make my Fave 41 of the year. Yeah. Uh, it just dropped out of the top 10. That's unfortunate. After the second watch. What you got? For number seven, uh, that's where I have Get Out. Okay. Um, which, you know, for me to have a horror movie at all in my top 10 is saying something. Yeah. Uh, I think it's because it's so much more than a horror movie. Yeah. Uh, it is It is a horror movie that is also a commentary, that is also a metaphor, that is also a comedy. Uh, it is just, it's it's incredible work from Jordan Peele as a first-time director. Yeah. Um, Way to come out of the <laughs> swinging, you it's know. It's been a great year for first-time directors. Yeah. Uh, a movie you won't hear anything about, um, uh, except for right now, is uh, Andy Serkis's first uh, directorial debut was this year yeah uh, um and i, I really liked it uh, breathe it? i think breathe. it's called breathe yeah uh so yeah uh andrew garfield yeah good stuff it's a, it's well that's another one that i'm like man i feel like somebody should be talking about this movie it's you know it's really <laughs> good uh last flag flying is another one since i'm on a little bit of a tangent here yeah we figure you got richard linklater linklater directing it you've got um uh, steve carell uh and um you also have uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne and uh, oh man, come on, Breaking Bad. Uh, <laughs> I know it's the worst, isn't it? Oh, uh, why? We're old men. Yeah, we're old men. <laughs> what was that man's name? It, man, it's gonna come to me. Yeah, yeah, I'll let you get there without Google. That's fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll wait. We'll wait as long as it takes, Andrew. All right. Who was in Breaking do, Bad? Do, do, who was who was the star of Breaking Bad? John Candy. <laughs> now who is it's it? brian cranston brian cranston <laughs> ah! anyways though i can't believe that movie isn't being talked about more i actually just watched it this past week i thought it was really good so there's just a lot of those in a movie that's had you know or in a year that's had so many good movies yeah um you you mentioned get out is yours i will say that that was my number 12 so it barely didn't make it in okay me. uh neither did the big sick that was number 11 uh, but number seven for me is Logan, just because you know we've talked about it a bunch. I really don't have mm-hmm. much more to say about it other than that it was an X Men movie that was so different from any other X Men movie. Not because it was R rated, but because of the tone they went for this depressing Western runaway movie. Yeah, yeah. In uh, at number six for me yeah. is War for the Planet of the Apes. Mm. Um, you I, liked that movie a little bit more than I did. Yeah, no, I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Um, it, it is a movie that suffers from expectations in some ways because it was not the movie I was expecting. Yeah. However, I wonder if the movie I got was actually better than the movie I was expecting mm. uh, because I was expecting an actual war for the Planet of the Apes. I was expe- That first scene where there is the ape human warfare mm-hmm. that's what i was expecting for the whole movie and yeah. this movie is not interested in being that movie no. this movie is interested in being the 10 commandments it's papillon <laughs> yeah this this movie is interested in something much more delicate and deeper than that and uh and i think once i allowed myself to to go over to what they were trying to do i yeah. really enjoyed it 
Yeah, this movie is a mix between, like I said, Ten Commandments. Well, the whole, I think, Planet of the Apes thing is a metaphor for biblical stories. Sure. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely Ten Commandments. It's Spartacus. It's all of those movies. Mm -hmm. Anything about Let My People Go. Anything with Charlton Heston. Yeah. Since he was in the original. Number six. Yep. I'm going to go with the Lego Batman movie. Oh, interesting. I know. I pro- no, you it's probably, great. You probably didn't expect me to have it in my top 10 of the year, but honestly, it's one of the funniest movies I've seen this year because the beginning of this movie is so good. It almost made my uh, top movie moments. I was just going to put the first 10 minutes yeah, of right? the Lego Batman so movie because it's a it's a mockery of every single superhero. Every like, Hey, we're going to take this plane of bombs over the most dangerous uh-huh. city in the world. Anybody got a problem with that? Nope, I'm fine with that. <laughs> And then, oh boy, I hope that guy gets home safe today. Nothing bad ever happens to me. It's just, it's so perfect, and it knocks every cliche. It was, it's good. And also, um, Will Arnett as Batman is the best. No, it's great. Yeah, uh, it, it will be in my Fave Forty One. It's not in my top ten. Yeah, uh, it is hilarious movie. Uh, a hilarious movie. I think it has some major third act issues with character. Um, with that character, because I think the character is trying to evolve into something we don't want him to be. He's good the way he is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's doing a character evolution that I'm not rooting for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that hinders it a little bit for me. But having said that, it is hilarious. It's wonderful, and it's it's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, number five. Yeah. The Post. Wow. Yep. I really need to see this. I really enjoyed it. I don't know if I'll be alone in that because I haven't heard a lot of feedback on it. Um, but I, it's similar to Spotlight. I was about to ask, because the, the trailers kind of gave it that same kind of vibe. It, it definitely has that same kind of vibe. It's about you know the importance of the press. Uh, it's a true story. Uh, I think it's it's very meaningful, especially considering our current political climate. Yeah. Uh, some incredible performances. It, it has the most incredible cast of the year. Just like down the line, how many names are in this movie? Yeah. I mean, you start at the top with... You know, directed by Steven Spielberg, yeah. starring Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks, I mean, the, and then you just continue down the line from the Bradley Whitford. You know, just I mean, just continuing down the line. Uh, it's an it's an an amazing group of people doing some amazing work. Is it sad the reason why I really wanted to see this movie is to see Bradley Whitford in that type of role again? <laughs> no, because it, it is like oh, he's going to be pulling some West Wing stuff here, and I'm stoked. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's fun. He's great. So uh, that was your number five. That's my number five. I'm going to go with three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Nice. Because I the the ending of this movie, I will say, did drag on a little too long because I thought it was going to be building up to something that we never really got to. And since we never got to the thing I thought we were going to, I thought, well, then that whole buildup that you just spent so much time on Agreed. really kind of just... That's, but, what, that's what kills the movie for me. Really, the ending? Well, the ending in the lack of purpose because of the ending. The, the yeah. movie feels very purposeless, and I, that's hard for me. Yeah, but at the same time, I look at what the movie had done up until that point, and I right. think it was some of the best storytelling I'd seen. Sure. In a very well, he's long so time. great. He's such a great writer. Oh, yeah. The dialogue is incredible, and the performances are great. Well, it's because he was a playwright before he started doing this. Mm-hmm. He did The Pillow Man. He did all those. But a lot of people know him from movies like Seven Psychopaths, or especially In Bruges. Mm-hmm. You know, that's and I movie. love In Bruges. I do, too. I do, too. In Bruges is so good. But I think as far as like character development in a movie he's done, I think this stands out above any other. Because if you look at In Bruges, you just have Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson as assassins in Belgium. Mm-hmm. This, you see a mother, you see a father, you know, 
with an illness, you know, and you just care about these characters. Yeah. And down the line, all the way to uh, Peter Dinklage, you know, you end up really caring about mm-hmm. that character, even though not much is given to him. But yeah, it's no, all I about, get it. Yeah, I get it. I, I, you know, it's it's tough for me because it is one of those I didn't like as much as everybody else did, but I still recognize and respect it. Yeah, uh, it is one that people will probably be very surprised when it doesn't land on my Fay Forty One. Uh, it's just going to miss that list. That's unfortunate. But I, I think that is and more of an indication of how top-heavy this year is with really good movies yeah. um, than anything else. But um, but I totally get it. Totally respect it. Uh, ready for number four? Let's do it. Uh, is that where we're at, number four? Yep. Uh, the Last Jedi is my number four <laughs> of the year. Uh, That's cool. <laughs> and I, my heart wanted to put it higher. I was like... Man, I love that movie so much. Um, but I think this is right. I think this is where it belongs. I think there are some tonal issues uh, that I still continue to um, try to reconcile with. Uh, I just think they're choices that don't quite work for me. But that is literally the only tiny negative I have with this movie. And the positives I have just far outweigh those tiny little negatives. Um, those moments that I mentioned, the overall character work and story work that he does with these characters in this moment. It was interesting. I was having a conversation um, with someone and they said something about they didn't like the the character stuff didn't work for them in this movie. And digging further, what they meant was the characters weren't answering the questions that they wanted answered from other movies. You know, like the the development of the characters didn't continue in the direction they wanted it to continue. Yeah. But when we both kind of looked at this movie itself, they admitted, oh, there's a lot of character work being done in this movie. It's just not the character work I was interested, you know, in seeing. Sure, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I, I loved it. So it's my number four. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, you and I, we kind of have divisive opinions on that movie. But I am, like I said, I'm very... But you ex- have it as your number four movie of the year. Yeah, <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't help it. Star Wars. No, no, honestly, uh, what I'm putting at number four is easily the funniest movie I've seen this year. Oh, it's funnier also, than Lego Batman? Funnier than the Lego Batman, way funnier than the Lego Batman. Uh, it's also the best superhero movie I've seen this year. Ah. It's Thor Ragnarok. You have Thor at number four? Honestly, dude, I could watch this movie every what single day. What a score. Day. Yeah. How about more? Yeah, uh, <laughs> honestly, it it could potentially be like one of my favorite Marvel movies ever. You really loved it, man. I really, really did. I did too, but I didn't like I didn't like it this much. Oh man, I love, love, loved Thor Ragnarok. It's because they finally made a Marvel movie that wasn't afraid to be ridiculous. They kind of got close with Guardians of the Galaxy, but mm-hmm. I still think that there was some stuff in Guardians of the Galaxy. They're like, we don't, it, this is a property that's not very well known, so we can get a little crazy with it, but there still needs to be that tone of, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, just being a little bit safe. This, on the other hand, is like, you know what? We've shown you Thor. Thor is a very famous character. He's had two of his own movies, and he's been in the Avengers. Why don't we make his third movie the most ridiculously funny movie you could possibly imagine? It definitely imagine? is that. And it works. I think it works, too. It will, <sighs> it will be in my Fave 41. Uh, it's it's definitely one of my favorites. Um, I just didn't have it this high, but that's that's cool. Yeah. I, I love it. Um, there's something great about just laughing through a movie. Yeah. That I should have included that bridge moment in my top moments of the year. <laughs> the bridge, mo- <laughs> the thud. We'll the just poop. call it. We'll just call it the thud. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's my favorite part of that movie, but uh, it's it's. Uh, I think I don't know why, but my favorite is the very beginning of the movie where he keeps spinning around on the yeah. chain. Wait, hold up, hold, hold up. up. Yeah. Back around. 
Uh, ready for my number three? Please. Blade Runner 2049. <gasps> comes in at number three. So low. <laughs> <laughs> my third favorite of the year. So low. So low. <laughs> I'm joking. That, I'm that j- movie doesn't come out till May. So yeah. So low. So low. Uh, Blade Runner is a big surprise for me too. I wasn't expecting to, to love it because I didn't like the original. I didn't um, either. As uh, really much at all. And the interesting thing is Blade Runner 2049 has some of the same things I don't like about the original, but it makes it, but Denny Villeneuve makes it work somehow. Like he just, I don't know. He's he, not human. Yeah. He just grabbed me with this movie and just would not let me go. He doesn't know how to make anything that's not brilliant. Yeah. I don't know what that guy is doing, but I need to do it. Cause yeah, Blade Runner, uh, I'll talk about it later. <laughs> All right, but go ahead. for what's now, your, but for number, number now, my number three, I'm going to go with Wind River. Oh, okay. like I said, it's one of the most underrated movies of the year. I think that that movie has so much to say, not only you know as a crime drama, but about Native American culture, looking at you know just regular American, you know the society that we've built and the lands we've stolen and stuff like that. Because you know, unfortunately, we don't really think about it that much, but that is. Definitely what they think about. I, and it's so haunting. I agree with everything you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to watch it again. I It will be in my Fate 41. Um, I just remember being a little bit bored at times. I, I remember, it, it like, you know how I just said um, Blade Runner never let me go? Yeah. This is a movie I felt like let me go a couple times. Like, it was just like, I, I just wasn't as interested for, you know, a five or ten minute stretch here and there. Really? And it may have been just the mood I was in. I don't know because I love the performances. I do love the story. I love the meaning. I love what it's about. Um, I just didn't. It just didn't hold me in the same way. Like especially like Hell or High Water, like other Sheridan yeah. stuff. You know, uh, it reminded me. Actually, reminded me a lot of Sicario. Uh, I had the same thing with Sicario, so. where everybody thought it was the best movie of the year, and you're like, I just don't get it. <laughs> well, no, I got Sicario. Like I, I enjoyed Sicario, but for me, it were it was great character work, great acting, and some really incredible moments. With a little bit of boredom in between. And okay. I feel the same way in a little bit about Wind River. Again, great movie. It's going to be in my fave list. But um, but that's why I didn't quite like it as much as, as some. So Okay. Um, yeah, so what's your number two? Number two is Lady Bird. Uh, still need to see it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, it, it just It strikes me as the authentic movie of the year. It just feels like this is a real person who really lived. And the story is very interesting. Um, some really great acting, you know, work going on uh, from Sersha and and others. Who, do you know who directed that one by chance? Oh yeah, yeah, it was Greta Gerwig. It's her first. Okay, it's her directorial debut. I told you it's it's been a great year for directorial debuts, but Greta Gerwig directed it. I watched the trailer. There has been several trailers for this movie, and it kind of reminded me of a Linklater movie in the fact that it's just here's a moment in time. It's nothing important or anything this is just a life mm-hmm. and that's kind of what it felt like to me does it kind of give off that vibe a little bit or is a there little something bit, but i do think there's more meaning there than just that okay. you know like like you're right i watch boyhood and i'm not finding like the throughput of the meaning that yeah. kind of thing but i really feel like Lady Bird is about growing up it is about finding your own way to what's important in your life and and whether that's the same thing that's important to your parents mm-hmm. uh those kind of things it really just it's it's in the same way Edge of 17 was a great coming-of-age story, yeah, this is a great coming-of-age story. The difference is texture. Edge of 17 was a very comedic texture. This is has comedy. It's very funny, but I would say it's more dramatic texture. Yeah. So, uh, and over, overall, I feel like that gives it a little more oomph 
than Edge of Seventeen had. Another great movie, by the way. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's my. That's why it's my number two. All right, my number two is Baby Driver. Okay. Gonna go. You know, it's just you know the choreography and this movie is funny, and I actually believe that there are really good characters in this movie, not just you know which I believe is one of the most adorable, you know, chemistry between two lovers I've seen in a movie in a long time. But I look at other performances like uh, James... uh, Come on, Andrew, brain. (laughs) Jamie Foxx. Yes. Jamie Foxx's character is... James Foxx. James Foxx. Jamie Foxx's character is very interesting, you know? And there's some really weird... Nope. I don't mean this pun, but there's a lot of twists and turns in this movie uh-huh. that I didn't expect to happen. And I always love an Edgar Wright movie, but this feels so different from every other Edgar Wright movie I've seen that I think oh, we had. Sure. I think we've had this conversation I'm about to bring up before. But I think that after seeing this movie, I'm curious as to what his Ant Man movie would have been like. Yeah, because if he is able to show this kind of diversity in his films, it could have it could have been something so much. I wonder if we'll ever get the full story of that. Yeah, that'd be a really good like Hollywood insider story. You know, because obviously they, you know, uh, I guess Marvel's different than Star Wars. I was gonna say they let Ryan Johnson kind of do his thing. Yeah, uh, but uh, Taika Waititi, and maybe they, maybe they just learned from that experience. Yeah, and they let Taika do what he wanted to do. And unfortunately, he just had to be the uh, the last like a uh, guinea pig or like the last yeah, straw right. to break could the be. camel's it back. It could be something like that. I don't know, but um, yeah, I'd, I'd be interested in hearing. Definitely. But your number one movie of 2017. I don't think it's a surprise. Uh, I love Coco. It w- it w- oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I I love Pixar. Obviously, I'm a huge Pixar nut. And when they hit it out of the park, it just nails me. Uh, there is something, like you mentioned, so beautiful about this movie, not just visually, but also the way it embraces this culture, the way it teaches you about uh, kind of the Mexican afterlife, the vision of that, what that's like. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I mentioned the movie moment that comes towards the end, just locked it in for me as the best movie of the year. Um, just tears and emotion yeah. <laughs> and beauty. And, uh, it's just so meaningful and so beautiful at the same time. If you have an appreciation for music, then you kind of go through this struggle with him. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like I said, I've only seen three fourths of the movie, so I haven't got to this moment. I assume where mm-hmm. where they play this song, but everything I've seen so far is about loss and memory mm-hmm. and uh, respecting not only your family but also the memory of those who have gone before us. Mm-hmm. You know, and trying to keep again, no pun intended, trying to keep that alive. And I just thought it was what I've seen so far has been beautiful and I really do like it. But like I said, I can't put it on my list since I haven't. Oh, sure. It. No, totally. I totally get it. Yeah. We- uh, yeah. I like all the songs uh, in that movie. They, they all feel very authentic to the culture. Yeah. Um, you know, there's the uh, Un Poco Loco, I think is really fun. I think you're probably to that point if you've seen three fourths of the movie. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, I love everything about that movie yeah. and it's nice to see Pixar doing an original film because they don't have any more on the slate. Well, like I said, I said I was going to talk about it later, but my number one movie of the year, and it's a movie that did crack my top 100 movies of all time, is Blade Runner 2049. So high. Like (laughs) you. So high. Like you. (laughs) 
I wasn't really a fan of the original Blade Runner. Right. I saw it a long time ago, and I'm like, okay, that was okay. But then everybody was saying, oh, this is the greatest uh, sci-fi movie of all time. I'm like, okay, maybe I just, I didn't understand. Maybe because I was younger, maybe I just didn't understand. So a good friend of ours, Sean Michael, who uh, from uh, Geek.0, mm-hmm. he uh, had a, a viewing party over at his house, and a bunch of us came over and we rewatched it again. I'm like, I still don't get it. I still don't understand why people hold this in such high regard. Yeah, I, mean, I don't it's, either. It's, it's good, but it's not that good. It's a good movie. It's a good movie, but it's not I don't like, even wow. know if it's a good movie. <laughs> I, think, I think it's a good movie. There's some in, it's an interesting movie. Yeah. but Blade, I have no desire to ever see it again. I don't either. So I don't know how you call something like that a good movie. Like, you know, how visually, I would call it. Visually, uh, I can look at a movie and be like, okay, visually for the time, it. this is respectable, and yeah. I, can, I can appreciate the spectacle of it. I guess that's a better way to say it. Yeah. I think that part of it makes it good. Yeah. Sure, I can I can get on board with that. But 2049, <laughs> there is character work here. There is a story being told that I can understand and follow, and the visuals of this movie are what I imagine Star Wars was like whenever mm-hmm. it first came out, something I'd never seen or thought was possible. And the audio? The audio. The the audio, I think you guys said this too whenever you saw it, because we both saw it in different theaters, but mm-hmm. whenever a deep bass would hit, it would go, it would shake the entire mm-hmm. theater. That was and incredible. It, it would move you emotionally and physically. Yeah, you know? it's, it's one of my favorite viewing experiences of the year, for sure. Yeah, but not only that, I think Ryan Gosling's character is so, it's so subtle, but there is so much being said by that character because uh, f- facial expression wise he's not giving uh, much mm-hmm. and i don't want to give i don't want to go into that too you know much but if you look into his eyes th- there is so much being said through those eyes because his character doesn't talk much either yeah and there are other no there are other great performances in that there's one by a uh uh, a person playing like a hologram, I'll say, mm-hmm. which is great. And then there's another, like a villainous, uh, the girl playing the mean villain girl. I forget her name, mm-hmm. but that was really good. Even Harrison Ford and Robin Wright are good. I was nervous about Harrison Ford coming back to try and play this character, you know, but he he does good. Yeah, yeah. He's one of two, uh, you know, nervous about them coming mark hamill's the other one yeah and i, I feel like they both knocked it out of the park yeah um, but harrison is really really great in yeah. blade runner um it's a movie i wanted to watch immediately after again just because i was so greedy to have that spectacle happen in front of me again yeah i need to watch it again for sure yeah i have not had a chance to do that okay so aaron that was both of our top movies you know i year. think if it was just you and me yeah i think we would pick blade runner as the official movie of 2017 because it was your number one it was my number three right yeah. makes a lot of sense but here's the thing there are many other gurus yeah who get in on this here's how it works we had each of the gurus uh given the opportunity to give their top five movies of the year yeah if a movie came in number one it got five points if it yeah. came in number five it got one point okay just add those points up and see which movie has the most points from our gurus overall. Yeah. Uh, I will say this kind of system does favor movies that maybe came out a little earlier in the year because we all have different movies we haven't seen, yeah. right? So there is that possibility uh, for what's going on. But at the same time, I do believe that the gurus we choose are well-versed. They're not just... Oh, for sure. So there's a possibility that you might be surprised by some of the movies on this list. Do you want me to give you who participated? 
of our gurus because not everybody got a chance to. It'd be a good shout out. Uh, shout out to uh, Devon. Yes. Uh, got me top five. Uh, Josh, um, Daniel, uh, Jeremy from Cinema Sins got his top five in. Uh, Sam from Jolly Old England. Uh, Sean, who you just mentioned from Geek Point O. Uh, Jack from the Horrible Movie Podcast got his list in. Curious Low got her list in. Oh, sweet. Uh, John Paula uh, got his list in. Uh, Chris from CinemaSins got his list in. Uh, then you and I got our list in. So Very good. So, yeah, um, that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 gurus. So that's 13 people. Uh, we had more movies than ever represented on the list. A total of 30 films were mentioned by those nine people. I think that just goes to prove once again how great of a year this was for movies. There were, uh, let's see, t- let's see, eight, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 movies uh, got mentioned by more than one person. So uh, actually 14 movies got mentioned by more than one person. Um, some of those obviously will be at the top of the list. The most number ones, uh, was three. There's a movie that three people ranked at number one, another movie that two people ranked at number one. Um, and there's two movies really that battled it out for the best, the Sif pop movie of the year. So I'm going to work my way up there. Okay. Uh, here are some of the movies that only one person mentioned. Okay. Uh, and I'll go, da- uh, you know, backwards. So this is like, these are all tied for number 26. Yeah. Uh, the Post. Okay. Guardians 2. The Greatest Showman. Free Fire. And Lego Batman. Okay. All got one mention at number five. Uh, one movie got one mention at number four, and that was Okja. So that came in at number 25. Okay. Uh, and then there were a couple movies that got only one mention at number three. Those were Wind River, <laughs> Me, <laughs> Mother, uh, The Meyerowitz Stories, Molly's Game. Did you see Molly's Game? No. Has, has it played anywhere? Right I don't here? think it's really out, out very yet? much uh, anywhere, but okay. it's it's definitely worth a mention. Uh, very good. Uh, and John Wick 2. So those all tied at number 20. John, I think John Wick came at 15. 14 or 15 for me this year. It's really good, though. Then there are three movies tied at 17th place. They got three points, but those three points consist of a number five and a number four. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Disaster Artist, War for the Planet of the Apes, and Three Billboards. All got a couple mentions, but low mentions. Okay. Uh, In tied at number 13, these are all movies that just got one number two mention. Okay. So one person picked them in at number two. Uh, The Bad Batch, Colossal, Wonder... And Ladybird, all got one mention at number two. So I was the only person who mentioned Ladybird, and I had it as my my number two movie. I wonder if that's because not a lot of people have seen it. That's probably it. We'll find out. Yeah. Uh, number twelve. We're getting closer. Yep. The Big Sick got two mentions. It got a number five and a number three. It's a good movie. Uh, it's so a really good movie. Definitely worth a mention. Uh, two movies only got one mention, but they were number one mentions. Oh. Those two movies are Call Me by Your Name which we haven't talked really at all about. I didn't like it as much as most people, but I totally get it, totally respect it. Uh, By the way, Timothy Chalamet, uh, who is getting a lot of attention for Call Me By Your Name, is also in Lady Bird and does great there. He's one to watch. He's a pretty incredible actor. I've heard that uh, Army Hammer is the one that's really getting the buzz, but it's uh, uh, Timothy you're saying that's really getting the buzz? I think so. I I mean, they're both getting a lot of buzz. That movie is getting getting some buzz. And the other one that I'm really glad got mentioned uh, as a number one was A Ghost Story, which is a movie I really enjoyed. I still haven't seen it yet, but uh, it 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 looked interesting. I have a feeling I know who made that their number one. All right. Tied for number eight. 
um, is two movies that got a couple mentions. Uh, one is Wonder Woman, okay. and the other Spider Man Homecoming. So a couple okay. heroes, superhero movies in at number eight. All right, the rest seven, the final seven are all distinct. No more ties. Okay. In at number seven, yeah. According to Sif Pop Gurus, yeah. is the Last Jedi. <laughs> By the way, there is if if movies have the same number of points, but one movie has more gurus having on their list, yeah, it gets the the top ranking. Does that sure. make sense? Yeah. Like for instance, there are two movies that have nine points. The next two movies I'm going to mention, but one of them has three gurus with it on its list, and the other one only has two. I get that. Uh, so coming in at number six is Coco, and at number six, okay, Logan comes in at number five. Mm. Now we get into the top five. Dunkirk in at number four. Uh, <laughs> overrated. <laughs> Even by our own people. Ah. Uh, in at number three, yeah. Baby Driver okay. comes in number three. Yeah. In at number two, mm-hmm. Blade Runner 2049. Oh. And the official Sif Pop movie of 2017. Baywatch! <laughs> <laughs> Is Baywatch. No, it's Get out whoa number one that is not what i thought it was gonna be that is really not what i thought it was i thought it was gonna be coco i already mentioned coco Uh, did you yeah i did coco came in at number six i wasn't listening (laughs) yeah get out got three number one votes uh, a number two vote in three number three votes uh two four seven people had it on their list of the nine who voted so Makes a lot of sense. So congratulations to Jordan Peele, Daniel Kaluuya, and the whole Get uh, Get Out gang. The Get Out gang. <laughs> to the whole Get Out gang on your Sif Pop official award. Uh, you'll be receiving your uh, poppy in the mail soon. One. <laughs> Sifty. Yep. Uh, I had Get Out at number 12, but uh, we were wrong. <laughs> Apparently it's the best movie of the year. According to Sif Pop, it yeah. is. You know what? I'm okay with that. I am too. First time director, brilliant performances, yep. totally unique film. I am okay with that. Yeah. It's not a sequel like technically Blade Runner is, even though I had it as my number one. I am okay with Get Out being number one. Yeah, I am I am too. In fact, Get Out is a movie that I uh, notoriously didn't like as much as everybody else. Yeah. Uh, I think it does have some story issues towards the end, but upon rewatch, I liked it even more. So did I. And I moved it up quite a bit in my list. I think it probably would have ended up around, if I hadn't watched it again, it would have ended up in the 20s yeah. somewhere for my year. And on, on rewatch, like I said, I think I ended up with it at number eight. And I think that's right. How many put it as number one? Three different people had it Three as number one. Three people had a number one. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Good. Hey, we did it. It was a good year. We did it. We did the awards. Woohoo! Thanks so much for joining us today for the Sif Pop Movie Awards. Uh, by the way, Sif Pop, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Now, if you want to know more about other shows that are on the network, you can follow the network at Spreaker. Uh, you can do it either in the Spreaker app or by going to Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. It's the best place, I think, online to do everything you want to do with the Sif Pop podcast. You can listen to all the old episodes. You can comment on the episodes, uh, which, by the way, I think the episodes now will still have the comments from the live shows. 
uh, on there as well. So you can kind of read what people were saying live, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, so again, to check that out at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Huge thanks to Andrew for being here for the awards today. Oh, thanks, buddy. And to all our gurus who participated. Do you have anything you wanted to promote right now? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, at @flickfreaks. Uh I have a personal one, but I rarely ever go on there. So probably just keep uh, sending me messages on at @flickfreaks. Uh, apparently, we had a bunch of people send in their lists for movies last night. Haven't had a chance to take a look at those, but I just want to thank you all so much for being the best audience ever. Seconded. I agree completely. Uh, much love and gratitude to our Patreon supporters as well, who give monthly to make this show and others on the network possible. Support starts at three bucks a month, comes with some pretty fun perks, including bonus episodes in ad-free versions of all the podcasts on the network. You can find out more at patreon.com slash studio DNA. Lots of ways to connect with the pod, uh, podcast. Uh, I think the best way is to do that at Spreaker. Those comments, we see those right away. If you do want to email us, like maybe you have a SIFT quest where you uh, ask us a question or send us on a journey, you can do that at the email feedback at SIFTpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like it too, so let them know about it. And that listening is much easier than winning an Academy Award for motion capture performances. <laughs> Spoiler chat is off this week since we did the awards, but hopefully we'll be back uh, next week I think maybe next week we'll do some anticipation like anticipated for 2018 yeah so maybe we'll do that next week and uh, we'll see you then bye as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when I was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming I wish I had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster and indeed doesn't just help you hire faster 93 percent of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com podcast that's indeed.com podcast terms and conditions apply Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.